This episode of the Ringer NFL Show is brought to you by CBS Sports HQ. If you follow the pod, you know we love analysis and information. We don't yell at each other, we don't throw out hot takes, and we don't beat the same topics into the ground. That's how CBS Sports HQ does things too. It's a sports network that streams live 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they're focused on bringing you the latest news, highlights, stats, game previews, game reactions, fantasy advice, and gambling picks. No fake debates, no politics, no made-up drama. It's just sports for sports fans. The best part, you get all of this for free. I don't mean a free trial or part of some special cable package. It's legitimately free for everybody. You don't even need a login. Just open the CBS Sports app and watch anytime, anywhere, on your phone or at home, on your Apple TV, your Roku, or your Fire TV. It couldn't be easier. So download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. While we're here, let's talk about Belvedere. Part of a 600-year Polish vodka-making tradition, Belvedere Vodka is all-natural and made with 100% non-GMO Polska rye in pristine water. Belvedere has championed Polska rye vodka and superior natural ingredients since its inception and continues their mission with its new Belvedere Single Estate Rye series. These award-winning vodkas, Smargery Forest and Lake Bartizek, are two distinct tasting vodkas born from unique terroir and expert craftsmanship. It takes craftsmanship to build a winning fantasy football team and a, and a real fit football team. And it takes craftsmanship to make Belvedere. Taste the difference and enjoy Belvedere's new single estate rye vodkas on the rocks or in a delicious cocktail today. Belvedere is a quality choice. Drinking responsibly is too. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Podcast presented by the Ringer Podcast Network. My name is Danny Heifetz and I am joined by the one, the only, the all-time hero we need, the analyst we deserve, the Dark Knight, Danny Kelly. DK, what is on your mind? I'm just really looking forward to, and, and, I, and I say that not in a mean way, I'm looking forward to, to roster cutdowns and kind of see how teams look. I obviously don't want guys to all lose I was going to say, 1,100 people are going to get fired. I that, I, that sounds terrible, but I, my, my <laughs> point is I'm, tr- I'm looking forward to kind of how teams end up looking and um, getting into the regular season. It's just very exciting time, obviously, uh, with all due respect to the, all the guys that are going to be battling for, for jobs tonight, Thursday night football, last the last preseason game of, of the season. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the regular season. Yeah, we are recording this on Thursday night, so if there are any Massive changes in the preseason tonight, <laughs> uh, which I would hope that there are not. Please yeah, forgive us, but yeah. I'm excited for today's episode, DK. It's you, me, and full-time Craig. How you doing, Craig Oreo? I'm, I'm great. It's officially, we're just right in the middle of draft season, SZN, yep. and uh, I'm excited <laughs> about it. Don't ever spell out SZN ever again, please. <laughs> Uh, I, I but, endorse it for the record. I, yeah. Well, Thank you, that only proves my point. <laughs> but I'm excited for today. We're going to go round by round and we're kind of going to go through not quite a mock draft, but rather we're going to go through a round by round analysis of who we love in each round based yeah. on a 12 team PPR league. And we're just going to each go through our guy in each round. And I'm pumped because going through this, I was like, holy cow, the week, the season's in a week, not the week is in the season. But it's, this is it's it's wild. We're here. How did August go so fast? Uh, and for and to be clear, we're get, we're just going to use Fantasy Pros consensus ADP right now to to determine the rounds because obviously there's a lot of different rankings you can go off of. So 
Um, if you want to follow along, just go to Fantasy Pros Consensus ADP, and that's kind of how we're going. And uh, typically, the, the reason the reason we're using Fantasy Pros is because they take the average of a bunch of websites. So we're just going with the wisdom of the crowds, which is with yeah. fantasy a really good way to do it. So let's let's just dive in, DK. So yeah, let's do it. We're gonna go round by round, but let's start out just first. We're gonna cut the first round in half. So of the early part of the first round, so picks one to six. Who is your guy in those first six picks? You're happy if you come away with him. I'm going with Alvin Kamara, the Saints. Um, I just think with his potential for a, a volume boost with Mark Ingram in, Balt- uh, in Baltimore now, the Saints have an elite run blocking line. I love that. Uh, they've grown more run heavy over the years as, as Drew Brees has gotten older. I just think he's going to have a lot of good opportunities to run through big holes. Um you know, there's this Kamara and Ingram ranked second and third in success rate last year. So you, you can tell like they're they're getting good blocks. And plus, he just has an immense floor as a pass catcher. I just really like him. We don't have to spend a lot of time on him just because everybody knows Kamara is awesome. So, yeah, he's my guy kind of in the early first. I agree. I don't think people need a ton of help with Alvin Kamara. Uh, you <laughs> right. obviously have to nitpick with these top guys. And with Christian McCaffrey, it's not horrible that Cam Newton's hurt, but it's not great. And then obviously, Zeke Elliott would be nice if he showed up. But Kamara, yeah, it doesn't need to be explained. He's amazing. Yeah. Let's jump to the back half of the se- of the first round of make it a little harder on you. So, of the again, we're doing this for a 12-team mock. So, of the picks 6 to 12 overall, who's like your guy for the back half of the first round? He's ranked 12th in ADP right now. The wide receiver 5, Odell Beckham. I just think Beckham is going to go off this year. Um, I saw this from my buddy Pat Doherty. Uh, he basically sums it up. Odell Beckham's 92.8 yards per game is second most in NFL history. Imagine what he can do with a quarterback who can, who can actually hit him in stride down the field. I just think, I mean, if you compare Eli Manning's accuracy over the last five years to what Baker Mayfield can do, it's just going to be a really stark contrast. Manning had a 33% adjusted completion rate last season on passes of 20 plus yards. Um, I should say that's 33% in the last five years of 20 plus yards downfield. And that is 40th out of 45 qualifying quarterbacks. I saw that from Graham Barfield at NFL.com. So compare that to Mayfield, who last year had 51% adjusted completion rate on those throws. And I just really think we're going to see a whole new Beckham this year. If he can stay healthy, I think he has potential to just completely go off. So I really, I'm really excited to watch him. I think the Browns are going to air the, air the ball out a lot. Um, they're going to pass deep, I think more than almost any team in the NFL. Like Todd Monken loves the air raid style. Um, Freddie kitchens was very, very aggressive as a play caller. And I just think that meshes perfectly with Mayfield's um, Mayfield's, Skill set. And so, yeah, I just think overall, there's just tons and tons of potential there for Beckham. So he's one of my favorite guys in that area. Yeah, I mean, uh, Matthew Barry of ESPN went on Bill's pod last week and anyone who listened to that fantasy extravaganza, I don't really know the word, but he, uh, Matthew Barry's bold prediction was that Odell has the best fantasy season perhaps of all time for a wide receiver. And I like it. I like it. Not necessarily saying that that's likely going to happen, but that's what he thinks he could be. And I agree with that. Also, I just think that at a certain point, it is supposed to be fun. And if you're between him and Julio Jones, I get if you don't necessarily find Julio the most fun, because <laughs> I think owning Odell is just, especially now that Gronk is retired, Odell is the most fun person you can have in fantasy. And if you're having a rooting interest in him and the Browns team, it's just fun. And sometimes that is what it, it, it that's a good tiebreaker if right. you can't really decide sometimes. No offense <laughs> to Devontae else, Adams, every, but he doesn't Everything else going. being equal, for sure, yeah. Yeah, if you can't split between him and Devontae Adams, and you're like, well, you know what, it'd be fun to have a piece of the Browns. So 
I agree on Odell. Gregorio, who's your back half of the first round, 6 through 12 uh, PPR, your guy this year? My guy is James Conner. He's going 11th right now per... <laughs> Per Evan Silva, almost as much of a homer pick as me picking Odell. And indeed, uh, per Evan Silva, <laughs> on establish the run, Connor was last year's RB three in weeks one through ten, and the Steelers returned five out of five of their offensive line starters. And it's pretty simple. The offense is is going to be much more run pass balance than last year. Connor's been treated like an absolute bell cow this entire preseason. Yeah. The Steelers are going to be good, and I actually think I like Connor better than Le'Veon Bell. And you could talk me into him over David Johnson. I love that I kinda, pick. I kind of agree. Yeah. I've lost confidence in in the Johnson, uh, in, in just in in the. I guess I just sort of lost confidence in the uh, the the Cardinals offense a little bit, just based on what we've seen the preseason. But that's that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But I, I agree with you. I love Connor right there. That also reminds me that full disclosure to the audience. So in the Ringer Fantasy League, which is a twelve team league that has half PPR, Craig and I are having a team. We are the eleventh pick. DK is the 12th pick, which means we bookend him every <laughs> time gonna, he picks. God, and DK immediately texted me and was like, so you're just going to take everyone I want. So this entire exercise <laughs> is actually just to figure out who, who DK wants. And then Craig and I are just going to use that to snipe yeah, everyone. We're not even going to publish this episode. This is just for hyphen. <laughs> yeah. This is all just a ruse. So this is beautiful. Uh, so um, DK, hypothetically speaking, yeah. uh, 12 team league picks round two. So pick 13 to 24. Who's your guy in the second round? And I'm actually really shocked he's this low right now. Mike Evans, Tampa Bay, is is going 22nd overall ADP. I just think he has, like Odell, he has an incredibly high ceiling, like one of the highest ceilings of any receiver in the NFL this year. Um, he's a big play machine. I think they're going to use him downfield a ton in the Bruce Arian-styled offense. They're going to attack downfield a lot. Deshaun Jackson is gone. Humphreys is gone. That's 38% of the target volume just gone out of that offense. I think he'll pick up a good chunk of it. Um, I think he's got double-digit touchdown potential. Obviously, that's not something that you bank on, but I just think he's going to have a ton of targets, and he'll hit closer to what he did in 2016, which is 175 targets, 96 catches, 1,300 yards, and 12 touchdowns. I just think he has, if he can stay healthy, he has immense upside, uh, and right now he's going in the late second round, which just kind of shocks me. My guy, I, 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 I think that, I think he's going where he should mostly be. The person I'm, I'm really shocked at where they're going. I mean, Nick Chubb. I'm surprised he's a second rounder to me. That's my guy for the second round. He's just amazing. Last year, I mean, he was the number eight running back uh, among all running backs in fantasy after he took over the starting job in week seven, and then he was number eight. Or sorry, he was number eight on the whole season, and he was number seven in points per game. So not only was he consistent, but he was also mm. just getting a lot of high point totals. Also, if you watch him. He's just incredible. If you yeah. the top tier of athletic running backs is Saquon, Zeke, uh, Alvin Kamara, McCaffrey. I think Chubb leads the second tier. He's incredible to watch. I also don't think Kareem Hunt is going to usurp his touches in the second half of the year as much as people think. He's not going to practice with the team, which was announced today while he's suspended for the first eight games of the year. Uh, I'm not totally convinced. It's not even 100% that Kareem Hunt does get reinstated. So I think Hunt, Chubb is an Hunt? excellent person in the mid-second Hunt also is reported today had a he had surgery on a hernia, so that can sometimes take a while. He's expected to be back and ready to go before he comes back in week ten or whatever. But that's another layer to the Kareem Hunt thing. Yeah, I think Chubb gets a, a monster amount of touches this year. Gregorio, who's your who's your guy for the second round? I'm still tentatively bullish on Todd Gurley, who's going fifteenth right now. Um, he's Nothing going about bulls are tentative, but sorry, keep going. 
Um, I think so. In a, in an auction draft I just did, Saquon Barkley went for sixty five, and I got Todd Gurley for thirty three dollars. What? And and I I think if you can ever get him at that price for half of what the guys above him are going for, you got to do it. Yeah. Daryl yeah. Henderson's been pretty shaky in camp. I guess you could argue that he hasn't been playing behind the number one offensive line. Uh, it's been a lot of the backups that he's been running behind, but they don't have a lot behind Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, John Kelly. But if the Rams are tight in games and they start the season two and two, Todd Gurley's going to play as much as he needs to to win games. They've said he's looked fabulous the entire preseason and training camp. There's been no talk about him not feeling great. So right, if right. his stock continues to drop, I just think he keeps becoming a value every day. I'm still a coward about Gurley, but where I am afraid that I'm wrong is that his red zone touches has just been astonishing for the last two years. He leads the league by a lot in terms of red zone carries. And as long as he holds on to that, he would still be a pretty good value. As like He's going like the, the eighth running back off the board right now. So I think that's still fantastic. Um, but yeah, I don't want to hurt running backs. Third round. DK, so picks 25 yeah. to 36. Who is your guy for a third rounder this year? 12 team leagues. So I really, I like a lot of the guys in this round, just to be clear. And you guys will talk about a couple of them. But Josh Jacobs of the Raiders, to me, rookie running back, uh, I think feels like a very good value in this area. Uh, Isaiah Crowell, Doug Martin, both done for the year. Jacobs has essentially zero competition for early down touches. Plus, I think he could, based on some reports coming out of camp, inherit like a good chunk of Jalen Richard's 81 targets from last season. So he's potential for a three down back. And again, Gruden told Jacobs recently that they expect him to win the rookie of the year. Um, I think they're going to give him the volume to, to, to do that. And so I think he's a talented runner, uh, very physical guy. I think he's dynamic in the passing game. So I just really like his upside right now. He is 32nd ADP right behind Aaron Jones. I think that feels about right based on the fact that he's a rookie, but I do think he could outplay that. Are you concerned that the Raiders' offensive tackles are the worst pair in the entire league? Yeah, I mean, it's obvi- like obviously that is a concern, but for me, I'm going with volume over everything in this, and I think he's going to get a ton of volume. So I'll take the same argument for a different player. My guy in the third round is Leonard Fournette on the Jaguars. I Woo! blatantly just ripped this take <laughs> from Craig just out of his hands like a strip sack. Uh, Craig made me a believer, but gun to my head, if you made me pick the player going outside the top 25 that would be top five in drafts next year, it's Fournette. He's the only player that I think could wow. be a true three-down bell cow going outside the top 30, going outside the top 20 maybe. Uh, health is obviously a question, I think, in the third round. it's I'm willing to take that risk. But between the Jaguars' offense, I think we'll, if he has an amazing season, we'll be like, oh, yeah, right. They weren't running a professional NFL offense because Blake Bortles was the quarterback. Obviously, the second that changed, Fournette was going to be way better and take his place alongside Zeke, Saquon, Kamara, McCaffrey. That's so obvious in retrospect. That's kind of where I'm coming from it. I'm willing to take the worth the risk. I think he plays all three downs. Not worried about Reichwell Armstead behind him. And yeah. I just, I mean, he's incredible. So I, I love I, Fournette. I, I've come around on him too, actually. Craig, Craig, you're a good salesman. Danny, well, jo- well done there too. And I, I kind of just agree with you guys now. I'm, I'm, I'm targeting Fournette in, in drafts just because... Number one, I think he's looked pretty solid in the preseason. I have watched Raquel Armstead. He did, he didn't stand out to me at all. Neither did any other backup running backs. And so if he can stay healthy, I just, yeah, he's going to get tons of volume. Imagine the upside your fantasy team could have if you drafted Leonard Fournette and Todd Gurley and they worked out. Yeah. Not bad. That whole area, I really like. Like there's, there's just, I'm just going to read off the whole third round. Please like, do. Damian Williams, tons of upside. Zach Ertz, tons of upside. Fournette. 
Carrion Johnson, Kittle, Devonta Freeman, again, coming off an injury, tons of upside. Aaron Jones, tons of upside. Josh Jacobs, T.Y. Hilton, Amari Cooper, Stefan Diggs, and Melvin Gordon is 36 right now. I mean, that round is... Take any of those guys. There's so much variance in all of those players. It's unbelievable because Gordon could just not come back. Williams could be hurt or just be a three down player for Kansas. It's unbelievable how much boom or bust there is there. Yeah. Would you guys trade your first round pick for two third round picks? Depends where it is. I would. The top four, I'd have to think about it. But I mean, if it was Odell for uh, Fournette and. Well, I don't love Damian Williams, but if it was like Fournette and. Josh Jacobs, I'd think about it for Odell. I would think about that. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> Moving on to the fourth round. Yeah, this is picks 37 to 48 in a 12 team league. DK, who's your guy in this round? You freaking shameless homer. Uh, I've been saying it the entire draft or the preseason. Uh, Chris Carson, of the Seahawks. He again is the clear guy, clear lead guy in my eyes in that offense. He's just better than Penny. I mean, there's just no way around it. So to me, I think they're going to continue to run with him as their clear number one. I think Penny is going to get more opportunities this year. And even if it is somewhat of a committee, Mike Davis leaving does leave uh, 127 carries, 42 targets on the table. So there's tons of volume to still go around. I I still think Carson's going to get the type of volume he needs to be, you know, RB2 potentially with the, you know, with the, with the potential to go even higher than that. Um, Plus, the Seahawks have been hammering home the idea that they want to get Carson more involved as a pass catcher. I mean, they've talked about it in, in press conferences like six or seven times. It's kind of weird, actually. Um, but he is, I, I've been saying this again the whole time, he's very good uh, as a pass catcher, natural hands. You know, He doesn't fight the ball. He kind of turns up field really, really quickly. He's elusive in the open field. Last season, he was the RB15 in PPR. Right now, he's still getting drafted as the RB21. I think he has you know potential to be even higher, like RB12. So... Um, barring injury, which is always a concern with every running back. I, I really, really like Chris Carson. Carson's been the best running back on that team. Seventh router since 2017. He's been the best running back there since he was drafted. And yeah. I have a very similar pick for this round, which is Mark Ingram on the Ravens for very similar reasons. And this is both like the two drums we've been beating this whole offseason DK. But yeah, yeah. The Ravens and the Seahawks are... Where they one and two in rushing yards last year. They're the most run heavy teams, and they are the overwhelming favorites to be the two leading rushers, uh, rushing teams in 2019. And then Carson and my boy Mark Ingram are the overwhelming favorites to lead those teams in rushing this year. And yet they're both going in the fourth round. Kind of blows my mind. Uh, I love Mark Ingram at his price, and my my thinking on this is very simple. You either have to love Mark Ingram on the team that could lead the league in rushing in Baltimore. Or you have to love the people behind him in Justice Hill is going around 130th. I love mm. Mark Ingram in the fourth round, but if not, then you got to grab the P- Justice Hill behind him or Gus Edwards, who's altogether undrafted. So love me some Mark Ingram. Agreed. All right. Let's skip to round five. We've got 49th to 60th overall. DK, who are you, who are you loving in this range? Well, again, there's a couple guys in here that I do like, but I went with Tyler Boyd just because of the situation that he's in. Tyler Boyd, the Bengals. AJ Green is going to be out for a few weeks. You've got an undrafted free agent. No one, even some of his teammates have never heard of starting opposite Tyler Boyd. And in, in, uh, I think his name is Damian Willis. I'm not 100% sure about yes. that. Um, 
but yeah, so basically I think he's just going to be a target vacuum in that offense. Um, he's looked pretty solid in the preseason. I, you know, I think he's a good player. He's not like super dynamic or explosive, but he's just really reliable over the middle of the field. So especially in PPR, I just like him. I think he's going to get a ton of targets this year and he'll just be like a, like a high floor, low ceiling kind of guy. It's just, you can rely on every week. Danny Heifetz, quick game. Name as many Bengals receivers as you can. Oh God! So there's there's uh, there's Stanley Morgan, Junior. He, even gonna, he might not there's even. There's Damian that Willis. Team. Yeah. There's the third receiver punt guy who's named something Alex, Erickson. Alex, Alex Erickson. Erickson. Alex nice. Erickson. Uh, Boyd AJ Green. Forget? That's all I got. Pretty Josh, good. Tyler. John Ross. John Ross. Come oh, on. John. Oh, I I I have forgotten John Ross since the moment he entered the NFL. <laughs> I have yeah. not thought of him in years. He's erased from my memory. Very Harsh. impressive, Danny. What does Evan Silva call him? The human hamstring pull. <laughs> stuff. Yeah, uh, that sucks. Well, that sucks because I, I really wanted him to be good, but yeah. Well, yeah. Speed. Speed's great when you are on the field. Speaking of being on the field, my guy for round five, Sony Michelle and the Patriots. I'm kind of cheating because this is for 49 to 60 overall, and Sony Michelle by average draft position is 48th. But yeah, it's, a, it's a rounding error. It's a rounding error. Who it's cares? Guidelines. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so obviously there's risk here because one, it's a Patriots running back who has not been able to catch and he could get benched for being just bad or just not doing whatever Bill Belichick wants. He could if also he fumbles, just get hurt because he's he fumbles injury. one time. Yeah, yeah. he's out. <laughs> and it, I mean, the, a lot of this is predicated on being able to reverse the trend where he was just very predictably in for run plays and they've wanted to get him involved in the passing game, which is a cool thing if that happens. But if he's not successful, he could just lose playing time. So there's risk here. However, I love the upside because he is a great candidate to lead the league in rushing touchdowns this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've talked about how Bill Barnwell pegged him as the number one candidate for more touchdowns this year based on positive regression. Yeah. Yeah. Based on how many explosive plays, which are runs of 20 yards he had last year versus how many touchdowns he produced. And he's obviously a huge big play person uh, uh, runner in college. So I think Sony Michelle could be a really great value this year. I mean, just it's unbelievable. He could be a six round pick that seriously could lead the league in touchdowns. So I love that one. So kind of like what Craig said earlier, you could have Gurley Fournette to me. If you have Gurley Fournette and Michelle, if two of those three work out, that's unbelievable to me. I think the fifth round is juicy. If you look at some of the guys juicy. right now that are, that are going in the fifth round, Tyler Lockett, Cooper cup, James white, Philip Lindsay, Tyler Boyd, Calvin Ridley, OJ Howard, Evan Ingram, AJ green, Mike Williams, and DJ Moore plus Aaron Rodgers. That is an amazing group. Like, I really love the fifth round. I, I had a really hard time choosing one of these guys because I like pretty much all of them. All right, before we move on, let's take a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by Flora Decor. Don't miss out. Flora Decor is the only one-stop flooring shop that keeps general contractors, flooring specialists, and renovation experts ahead of the game. Thanks to their fully stocked warehouse of hard surface flooring, no job is too big. Job lock quantities of tile wood and stone are in stock and available for convenient worksite delivery. And their dedicated pro services team is here to help it make it easy for you to run your business, offering everything from 14-day product storage to financing solutions to express pickup. Sign up for Pro Premier Rewards and you'll automatically rack up points that you can exchange for prizes. Plus, you'll have access to over 15 discounted services to help you grow your business. Explore your local floor and decor and discover how quality flooring products at everyday low prices can completely change your game. Visit floorandecor.com today to locate the floor and decor nearest you and score savings and service you won't find anywhere else. That's floorandecor.com. 
And while we're here, let's talk about Discount Tire. When was the last time you thought about your tires? Tires are what makes the difference in how your car feels and drives. Since 1960, Discount Tire has been keeping customers safe by taking care of all your tire and wheel needs. With over 1,000 locations across 34 states, their main focus is your safety and the safety of everyone else on the road. Discount Tire provides tire rotations, balancing, free flat repairs, free air checks, and more. And because safety is so important, they provide free tire safety inspections. Discount Tire also has the lowest prices on the best and largest selection of tires and wheels. They'll even make personalized recommendations for you based on your zip code and driving preferences. Whether you need an air check or a set of tires and wheels, Discount Tire can help you get back on the road with peace of mind and change to spare. Visit DiscountTire.com to shop, research, and purchase your tires today. You can even make an appointment to skip the lines. That's DiscountTire.com. Discount Tire, they'll get you taken care of. All right, round six, which is 61 to 72, is kind of the exact opposite. We kind of both hate this round. I don't. I wouldn't say hate. Uh, hate's a strong word. I feel much less confident in it. I'm just going to read down uh, round six right now. So this is... 61 through 72. Tariq Cohen, Alshon Jeffrey, Baker Mayfield, Tevin Coleman, Jarvis Landry, Hunter Henry, Allen Robinson, Austin Eckler, Robbie Anderson, Kenyon Drake, Matt Ryan, Jared Cook. Every single one of those people, to just rattle this off quickly, I can see being a tough value because just looking through them, to me, Austin Eckler is fool's gold if Melvin Gordon does return, and that's a little too high for him. Tevin Coleman, same deal if Matt Breda kind of overtakes him a little bit. And 49ers offense is not as good as it is. I mean, it could be a train wreck with this inexperienced receivers and all the injuries they have at receiver. Uh, Jarvis Landry could totally become buried in a deep team. Baker Mayfield, I love, but it's probably a little too hyped for that price. Um, Kenyon Drake's already kind of hurt. Robbie Anderson could be awesome if he has rapport with Sam Darnold, but you could also see him get a better report. Jameson Crowder, Allen Robinson. Same deal in Chicago. I don't, if you think the Bears offense will get better, I, I love it. But Trubisky, I really don't believe in. And I think Anthony <laughs> Miller could be a better value 60 picks later. So it kind of just leaves me with the tight ends. And I kind of like Jared Cook. But yeah. Who's, so who's your guy from that group, DK? I mean, ultimately, I went with Alshon Jeffrey, who I think a lot of people are sort of forgetting about a little bit just because he was injured for a little bit last week. But um, I still think he's a very good player. I think Wentz coming back and being healthy will target him a bunch. Um, and contrary to, I think there's sort of this belief out there that Wentz didn't like passing to Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Wentz posted 111.7 passer rating when throwing to Jeffrey last year and per PFF's Daniel Kelly, excellent name, by the way, uh, Jeffrey's PPR (laughs) points per game average is two points higher with Wentz at quarterback than without. So ultimately I, I I like Jeffrey a lot in that range. He's kind of one of the guys that I, I picked out. I do like Hunter Henry too. And but like overall, this group makes me nervous in general. I just this this round I don't love. You've got the other Daniel Kelly. You know there is another Danny Heifetz. He was the drummer for a band called Mr. Bungle. <laughs> you know that? I'm gonna That's make amazing. that the new intro music. That's if you Google it, yeah. If you get yeah, there you go. Mr. That, Bungle. Kids. Oh wow. I know. Craig, you got a who's your guy from this round? This wasteland. Hunter Henry, and then I'm dragging in Evan Ingram from the round above him just because I wanted to talk about them <laughs> collectively. Um, I just think they're, so they're going as the tight end five and six, and I think they could, in theory, finish as the tight end two and three potentially under Travis Kelsey, and they're going 30 picks later than Ertz and um, George Kittle. So just with Ingram to be quick, his four games without 
OBJ last year. He had three catches, 77 yards, eight catches, 75, six catches for 87 yards, and five catches for 81 yards and a touchdown. He's got no Golden Tate as well for the first four games. He could lead the tight end. More like Nolden Tate. Yeah, that was pretty weak. I'm going to be honest, but we'll keep it. Uh, Evan Ingram could lead tight ends and targets for the first half of the season, I think. And um, yeah, is yeah. well worth his draft position at 57 right now. And the next, Hunter Henry. I don't know what goes on with the Chargers, but like they are just magnetic to injuries. And everyone right. always gets hurt. Keenan Allen already having injury issues. Obviously, no Melvin Gordon there. And the Chargers have the second easiest schedule for tight ends this season, according to Fantasy Pros. Um, and Hunter Henry is just one of the most athletic guys in the league. And I think the fact that no one has seen him play for a while is actually right. limiting right. where he's getting drafted right now when it shouldn't. I mean, it, athletically and, you know, just like his profile as a pass catcher, he's the kind of guy who could end up looking like Kittle, you know, just in mm-hmm. terms of like their body type, their athleticism, their size, their their red zone prowess and all that. So, yeah, but uh, the, the injury thing does worry me a little bit. But I mean, overall, super talented guy. Kittle is the person whose tape he said he studied the most uh, while he was out uh, with the injury. Mm, and to the Evan Ingram thing, real quick, the, if you wanted to make an argument for Evan Ingram above Hunter Henry and O.J. Howard on the Bucks, then it's O.J. Howard and probably Hunter Henry are not going to be the number one receiver the way that Ertz, Kelsey, or Kittle were last year. Evan Ingram has the best chance of being the fourth member of that group where he's a tight end, but he's actually the team's number one receiver. Yeah, that's a good so, point. I like that. Moving on to the seventh round. So this is pick 73 to through 84. DK, who's your guy for this round? Yeah. And so again, like the, the sixth round, I feel like is just kind of sandwiched in between a couple of rounds that I love. I love the seventh round. I'm just going to read them off again because this is just, to me, a tons and tons of value in this group. Josh Gordon, Miles Sanders, Darius Geis, Will Fuller, Carson Wentz, Sammy Watkins, Eric Ebron, maybe throw him out of there. Vance McDonald, Duke Johnson, <laughs> Christian Kirk, D.D. Westbrook, and Stoning Shepard. I like... I like 11 out of those 12 guys. And and the guy that I went with in this section is Duke Johnson. I just think, you know, obviously with Lamar Miller getting hurt, Duke Johnson just being traded over there for a third round pick um, just gives him an immense upside as a bell cow back in that offense. Great pass catcher. Uh, we have kind of forgetten, forgotten how good he is on the ground as a runner. Um, he's kind of just one of those guys that, you know, his ADP might not have risen high enough yet. He, I think he's, he's, you know, a potential three down back for them. And he, he has a ton of value. So uh, that's the guy I'm going with in that round. But I love them all, really, other than Ebron. What about round eight? So picks 85 to 96. Who's your eighth rounder? In that group, I like Daryl Henderson, the Rams. And I, I will say, like, obviously, I'm, I'm a little more confident in Gurley now, just based on kind of the, the reports and just what they're planning on, how, how they're planning on using. But I think Henderson does have standalone value. And I think it's going to be as a pass catcher. I think he's just a really talented pass catcher. They can use him in that offense. The Rams, more than any team, maybe in the NFL, know how to target their running backs on play action. Well, I, the Chiefs are obviously another one that that does that really well. But um, the Rams use a ton of play action and then pass to their running backs, like the little leak out routes. And I think Henderson will be elite in that area. Obviously, Gurley's going to be a big factor there too. But um I think someone threw out the Chris Thompson in the McVay offense back in the day comp, and and that's kind of how I'm thinking Ooh. about it. Anderson's got that Chris Thompson-like role. Our man uh, Vincent Bonsignor from The Athletic uh, expects Daryl Henderson to handle about 9 to 12 touches per game. There you go. And I, so that, like, to me, that's eighth-round value there. Like, he's got a role in the offense, and, and if Gurley 
if his knee does go bad, like Henderson has league winning potential. You know what I mean? So I like that right there. Hey, DK, you know who's not a pass catching pat thread off of play action? Who's that? My guy, Latavius Murray, for this round. <laughs> uh, not not a pass catcher, but he's going right now as the 34th running back off the board. And if he has anything close to the Mark Ingram role in New Orleans this year, he's a steal. So he's Ingram obviously left for Baltimore. Murray is now there. Ingram, when he's with Kamara, never finished lower than the RB22 uh, across the stretch when he was playing. And then he was like RB5. He was the 15th best running back a few times and then even sixth best when Kamara first showed up. Meanwhile, Latavius Murray is going like the 34th best running back. So even if he gets anywhere near what Ingram was doing, he's just an unbelievable value. And then if he gets goal line work, he could just be an absolute steal. So that's the person I that's the main person I really salivate around in this round. So I I fall victim to this all the time in avoiding guys in fantasy football that I don't think are very good players. Like, I don't think Murray is a very dynamic runner. No. But his his role and his position in that offense makes him such a good value right there. I totally agree with you. I think he has he could completely outplay his ADP. This is often the uh, the fallacy that uh, Robert Mays and Kevin Clark fall victim to, which is that they try to draft good players, which is, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's not how you play fantasy football. What are you doing? <laughs> I fall for it too, man. It, it, every year I just try and get guys that I think are good, but you, you really have to play the volume game, and, and I think that's a good example of it. Craig, who's your guy in the eighth round? Uh, Jared Goff. He oh, was speaking the- of players who aren't that good. How dare you? Oh, oh. How dare you? Him and Blake Bortles. Best two QBs <laughs> in the league. Um, Goff was the QB six last year, and he's getting drafted as the QB 10. And he got Cooper cut back. Yep. And he has the eighth easiest schedule for quarterbacks, according to Fantasy Pros. And I don't know why he's going as the QB 10. Simple math, everyone. It's simple math. And that's an average. Uh, the the truth is that he was like a top three quarterback for the first 12 weeks and that's created for the final, like the fantasy playoffs. So he could be even be way better than six this year. Who's your guy in the ninth round? So picks 97 to 108. There's a, several guys in this group that I like. I'm going to go with Matt Breida, the 49ers. By the way, I was told that I was saying Breida incorrectly. I was saying it Matt Breida and, and I was told it's Breida. So I'm going to go with that. You idiot. He is, to me, he's the RB1B kind of in that backfield with Tevin Coleman. We don't exactly know how the split is going to work. He might be the better player. He might be a little more dynamic. I think he's he can factor in the run game and the pass game. He's really explosive. For all we know, he could be a starter midway through the season. And right now, his ADP is 108. You know, So I think that is a great value. The best way to spot, and I got this from JJ Zacharyson, the best way to spot a breakout candidate at running back is to look at guys look at guys that are in uncertain backfields that have had some production in the past that are going to be in a good offense and I think he kind of ticks all three of those boxes so um, he's a, he's a guy I think you can definitely kind of look for in that ninth round ninth tenth round love Breda but the person I love in the ninth round is my guy Marquez Valdez Scantling yeah. uh, I think it's either him or Geronimo Allison will be a huge value this year last year is Allison for me but it's Devontae Adams is obviously the number one guy on the outside there. So Allison is going to be uh, in the slot this year. And then Valdez Scantling will be on the outside. I think MVS is the guy who emerges as the real number two. He's six foot four. He's 206 pounds, runs a 437 40 yard dash. That's a 97th percentile speed score, which is your 40 yard dash accounting for your height and weight. Mm-hmm. And plenty of size and speed guys have burned out and not done anything. But he has that. And he has the route running, he has the separation, which that's more important to becoming a receiver. And he's got a connection with Rodgers. That's an unbelievable thing to have after your rookie year. I am all over him for the 
his second year. So love, love MVS. <clears throat> uh, I'm with you. Go, going to the 10th round. So this is 109th overall, 120th. DK, who are you looking at now once we get to the double digits? So the 10th round for me has been about Lamar Jackson. I mean, I just think right now yes. his his value is far too low for what he has, like his potential to be this season. Um, it comes down to what, what a lot of people call the Konami code of fantasy football. And that means that rushing value is so, so important in fantasy football for quarterbacks. And Lamar Jackson has elite upside as a rusher. Um, last year, he started seven games, uh, rushed 147 times and gained 695 yards, so almost 700 yards in seven games. And so um, if you look back, and this is another stat from J.J. Zacharyson, there have been eight instances since 2000 of quarterbacks running for 700 or more yards. And in eight instances, or sorry, and in those eight, seven of them finished top five in fantasy scoring. So if you think he can get 700 yards, there's a very good chance that he's going to be a top five quarterback this year. And that doesn't even really account for his potential as a passer. Like if he takes a leap as a passer, he has true overall QB one upside. Um, his floor is, I wouldn't say his floor is top five. He definitely has very good top five potential just based on his rushing alone. But if you add in, like if he takes a big jump as a passer, I mean, it's like the sky's the limit with this guy. He could be like a Cam Newton MVP season. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be that good, but like fantasy wise, his stats could be outstanding. So he'd be a fantasy uh, MVP for sure. If he shadows right. the record for rushing attempts by a quarterback. Uh, so I, he's a guy that I think it, insane value in the 10th round. You know, if you, if you subscribe to the late round um, quarterback philosophy, which I do, he's a guy that I've taken a lot in drafts this year. Love that. Craig, who's your, who's your 10th rounder that you're, you're all over. I just wanted to toss out Geronimo Allison, just for the same reasons you said, uh, Scantling, just one of those two guys is going to blow ups. And if you can't get yeah. one, I'll get the other. Love totally. that. Round 11, 121 overall to 132. So this is where we're really getting into just shoot for the moon stuff. DK, who do you yeah. like there? Uh, I really like Darwin Thompson, the Chiefs running back. He is really, really explosive rookie. He's already showed out a lot in preseason. He, he looks physical, explosive. Um, he can factor in the passing game. It looks like he's already passed Carlos Hyde on, on the depth chart. He's probably going to be the number two there. Um, if Damian Williams goes down, again, he's like a league-winning type guy. I mean, in the Chiefs offense, running back, it's like printing money in, in that offense. And so... Um, Getting him in the 11th round, it's not going to cost you a lot, but it has tons and tons of upside. I really, really like Darwin Thompson in this area. Yeah, any week that Damian Williams misses, it seems like Darwin Thompson's an automatic top 20 running back and probably higher. Craig, who do you like in the 11th round? I like Michael Gallup on the Cowboys. There's been a, a lot of uncertainty with this Amari Cooper foot injury. It's been described as plantar fasciitis. It's been described as heel, a strained heel. And... Plantar fasciitis specifically is a little scary. And Michael Gallup has been getting rave reviews. Um, listen to the yeah. NFL show with Mays. He, he talks about it. Um, and Gallup's really talented. Um, he posted 15.4 yards per catch last year, which was 12th in the league. He's more of a deep threat. He can really stretch the offense for Dak and the Cowboys into the new Kellen Moore offense. And I just think... Can't wait to see that, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I, I think he's he's a good best ball kind of player. Maybe some big weeks and small weeks, but definitely worth a bench stash on your team. I love this because it checks two boxes for me. It's a rookie receiver everyone forgot about in year two, even though it's like you should be more excited in year two. And then he's also someone who's been overshadowed by a different camp story by Zeke Elliott. Yeah. 
I think, so, and, and the other thing about this too, I think, and you you touched on this, but like Dak Prescott's been getting outstanding reviews in the preseason, and if he has a breakout year as a passer, that's gonna like you know like rise all like the rising tide raises all ships or whatever the expression is. I think he has a potential to just be a much more consistent fantasy uh, you know factor in the in, in the league this year. So I really like that one too. All right, DK, hundred thirty third overall to one forty four. This is round twelve, rounding out the bench. Who's your guy in round 12? This guy's gotten a lot of buzz, Tony Pollard of the Cowboys. And he's, I think he's primarily one of the best uh, handcuffs in the NFL this year, just because if Zeke does end up holding out for a long time, you've got guaranteed sort of bell cow, not guaranteed, but pretty clear bell cow potential for Pollard. He's looked really, really good in the preseason, um, taking all 22 of Dak's he's been in there for all 22 of Dak Prescott's snaps this preseason so he is locked in as the RB1 if Zeke doesn't play even if Zeke does play though I think he has the potential to be kind of a change of pace guy sort of in the same mode as Daryl Henderson like use him as like a Chris Thompson pass catching type guy um, get him involved he was essentially a slot receiver in college which is why no one really ever heard of him he's like the third string running back for his team and in, in in college and so I think he's got skills as a pass catcher. He can line up all over the formation. So he's a really interesting guy to me in round 12. Like that's, that's an easy pick right there in, in round 12. I had Anthony Miller here for the Bears, but Jerry Jones said today, suggested, hinted that Zeke Elliott could hold out the first six weeks of the year, in which case Pollard is the no-brainer pick here, a higher, honestly. Uh, round 13, 145th overall to 156. DK, who do you like there? Uh, I love Jamison Crowder in this range. I think he's going to be, and what we've heard recently, there was a really great article on ESPN about the Adam Gase offense, what they want to run with Sam Darnold. I wrote about that this week at TheRinger.com, how Darnold has breakout potential. Um, I think what they want to run is sort of similar to what, what Gase ran with Peyton Manning in Denver, which is a lot of three wide sets, a lot of shotgun, up-tempo, get Darnold in the, in the rhythm, play to his strengths. That's what he's used to say. That's what he's used to playing from high school to college. Um, he said he's stoked to be able to be able to be, uh, be playing in this offense. Um, I think Crowder could potentially play sort of the Wes Welker uh, underneath option, the, you know, the really fast, what get a, a ton of targets. Well, he, first of all, I'm not saying the Jets are going to have the Broncos offense. So the, it's not a one-to-one thing in terms of volume, clearly, but just in terms of what he does over the middle of the field, kind of like open up, you know, get open, a lot of crossing routes. They love doing crossing routes and, and sort of just, I think he could have a lot of volume in terms of the the target share in that offense right now. I don't think the ADPs necessarily add up. Robbie Anderson right now is wide receiver 30, ADP, one, uh, ADP of 69. Jameson Crowder, wide receiver 56. He's going almost, oh, let's see, 80 less. Like he, he's 147 right now. So, that to me is just, I, I don't think that adds up. I think he's going to outplay his ADP by a lot. And so um, I'm really targeting Crowder in the later rounds. Every season, there's a couple teammates that you look two or three weeks into the year, you're like, oh, we had their ADPs backward. Uh, right, that's one right. of those situations where it's possible. For me in the 13th round, I'm looking at Josh Allen or Mitchell Trubisky. It's what we were talking about earlier in that rushing quarterbacks with high floors don't watch them play. Neither are going to be pretty. Don't watch Josh Allen. Don't watch Mitchell Trubisky. Just look for their points at the end of the game. Close your eyes, grin and bear it, and you'll be pleasantly surprised. Josh Allen was a league winner down the stretch. He's one of the best fantasy quarterbacks. Trubisky had like two incredible 40-point weeks, 
And then you mix and match with Lamar from the 10th round or maybe Jared Goff in the ninth. I love that as a combo and love that high rushing floor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So round 14, this is probably the last bench spot you've got. So what do you, how do you fill out that bench DK? I really like Justice Hill in this area. And this is, I mean, it's basically just piggybacking on what you had to say about Mark Ingram. I think that offense is going to run the ball a lot. I think Justice Hill has a chance to be the number two in that offense. Uh, obviously, you know, with Gus, Gus Edwards and Kenneth Dixon, and whoever ends up making the team, I don't really know how it's going to all shake out, but Justice Hill has looked awesome. And I think he brings, you know, pass catching upside. He's very explosive. And so I just like him, you know, as like a guy who's going to kind of come out of nowhere and be really, you know, a bigger part of that offense than I think people think. Yeah, again, a freak with spark, which stands for uh, speed, power, agility, uh, reaction and quickness. So just unbelievable on on those metrics. So, but I'm sticking with that with handcuff city. So I love Justice Hill as a handcuff for Mark Ingram, but I heavily endorse handcuffing the following guys. If you draft Alvin Cook, in the second round, I think you got to draft Alexander Madison. Uh, I think he would be a top 20 running back if Cook went down. Top 10 for if you have David Johnson, I think Chase Edmonds would be a top 10 back in Arizona. I highly recommend handcuffing him. And then yeah. last, this is a little more surprising, but I think this is a huge one. Devontae Freeman in Atlanta. He's could have a huge season, but obviously injuries have held him back the last couple of years. Ito Smith has been projected to be the backup but i think brian hill's far more talented and it seems like he's the real backup i would draft brian hill if i had Devonte freeman uh i i think all those handcuffs are pretty important yeah this is a, and that's the spot where you do it you know who else i really like in this group is michael hardman of the chiefs and yeah, you that's can just, handcuff receivers just grab really athletic fast guys in the chiefs offense as a rule because <laughs> because I mean, he's already looked really good in the preseason. He scored a couple of touchdowns. I think they'll figure out ways to use his speed. I like that. Craig, round 14 advice. Who's your guy? Or Not your Jordan guy? Reed. Just don't do Jordan Reed. <laughs> I, uh, I agree. <laughs> round 15, defense. I mean, you need a defense at this point. I'm, I think I'm the only one in the spot who actually stands for defenses, but I love the bra. Oh, we can say stand because, uh, I don't, I don't think Jim's editing this oh, yeah. pod, so I Jim's think we can actually get away with saying oh, Stan. Boy. So, real quick, Broncos. Vic Fangio was the Bears defensive coordinator last year. Now he's with the Broncos. I think he's a mastermind, and especially with defense, I'd take a great coordinator over necessarily great talent because there is a huge talent downgrade from the Bears to the Broncos. Von Miller and Bradley Chubb are probably the best edge-rushing duo in football. Uh, they also have one of the deepest cornerback groups outside of Baltimore with Chris Harris, Bryce Callahan, and Kareem Jackson. That's a versatile group of guys. And then I think, I seriously think the Broncos have a better chance to be the Bears defense this year than the Bears do. So yeah. I, I love the Broncos defense. And you can, add, unlike the Bears, you can actually get them in the second last round. So what, I love that. What's that stat that defense, like a number one defense, has never repeated in back to back years, like in forever? Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's basically impossible because what it really comes down to in terms of fantasy scoring is really it's turnovers and right. then pick sixes. And touchdowns and fumble recoveries. And by inherently, those things are very hard to replicate year to year. It's inherently random no matter how many fumbles you force. The rate of how often you recover them is essentially 50-50. So by nature, how many of them you take in return to the end zone, it's so impossible to replicate that uh, for so many reasons. It's, impo- it's so hard to replicate a third down rate of under 30% uh, holding opponents to uh, punting all that. It's so hard. So offense is much more sticky year to year. We have a much better 
yeah. historical idea that the Chiefs offense will get a ton of yardage this year, then the Bears will not allow a ton of yardage. Also, they lost their defensive coordinator. So that compounds all that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Round 16. Uh, last round, DK, who are your... Ki- I'm just kidding. We're not looking at kickers. I- I'm actually... I can I can throw out a few more guys oh, here gonna- for your last... Uh, for your last pick in your draft. People who you would There's cut your kicker I, and then add. I really like Debo Samuel of the 49ers. I That's think... Good one. I think he was like the 36th overall pick. Like he was almost a first rounder. He's looked really good in the preseason. The pass catching group is very uncertain in San Francisco. We don't know who exactly is going to get the most volume there. Uh, Same goes with Marquise Brown. He was a first rounder. Hasn't really practiced much in the preseason because he's been coming back from a foot injury, but in very, very small sample size, he looked really fast to me just on the field. And I think he could kind of come out of nowhere and be their number one, potentially. Obviously, it's not going to be a high-volume role, but um, if you're the number one receiver in an offense and you're going 181st overall, that's kind of strange to me. Um, And then Jack Doyle, I think he's going to be you know, uh, one of the primary pass catchers for uh, Jacoby Brissett over the middle of the field. And I think his value, uh, I think he'll way outplay his ADP right now. Yeah, I, I like both those. So Debo Samuel, obviously, he was the second round pick for the Niners this year. And then Dante Pettis, Kyle Shan is supposed to be the number one. He was the second round pick last year. But Kyle Shanahan's repeatedly just questioned Pettis' role as the number one receiver. And it's unclear based on the beat, what the beat writers are saying in San Francisco, whether that's a motivational tactic with Pettis right. or if it's actually in trouble. And then Doyle, obviously, is a tight end who, well, it's not so obvious. He split a lot of time with Eric Ebron. Ebron had like 13 touchdowns last year, but was out snapped and out targeted and had fewer routes than Doyle in the five games they played together. So I like yeah. those both as flyers. And I, I don't even know if I draft those players. I think those are guys that I would slice my kicker and add in the week between now <laughs> yeah. and Sunday, which is usually something I like to do unless you actually you grab go. someone you care about, which in which case you should just not have commitment issues and just slice your kicker, man. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Fair enough. So wait, DK, who are these people Looking through everyone we just talked about, will you be most bummed when Craig and I just completely snipe them from you in the regular <laughs> fantasy draft? Oh man, I'm Who not. Will be most you that? upset when we grab them right in front of your face? <laughs> Please speak clearly into the microphone. <laughs> uh, Chris Carson, okay. Oh yeah, we're totally gonna do that. <laughs> Duke Johnson, Daryl Henderson. And Lamar Jackson. I, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I love all those guys. So Noted. Hopefully you guys just don't get a chance to snipe me on any of those because I'll take them a, a, a round early. Hmm. All right. We'll note that as well. Thank you, DK, for all the advice. Craig, we're going to we're gonna plot this out ourselves. Uh, <laughs> and thank you to everyone for listening. Best of luck in all your drafts. And we will see you guys next week. Today's episode is brought to you by Floor & Decor. Floor & Decor is where the pros go for tile, wood, stone, and installation materials. But the best part about Floor & Decor is their pro services and loyalty reward program. From the dedicated pro hotline to the exclusive pro app, your Floor & Decor team is just a touch away. Visit FloorAndDecor.com today to find the location nearest you.